the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week. Get ready for the season with 32 NFL previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews today. And the free rule football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, which is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, North East England. Uh, today is Monday, September the 5th. It's Labour Day. Happy Labour Day. I don't know what it is, but I hope you're having a lovely time. Um, and we are here to handicap a slate of games for Tuesday, September the 6th. And for the second night running, it's the OAP special uh, with from Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf. Manji Moonaf, how's your uh, Labour Day? Are you labouring or are you not meant to labour or what's going on? Oh, definitely labouring. Uh, <laughs> NFL, I don't know if we consider myself a, a labourer. I mean, there's a lot more hard, more hardworking people that actually have to get up at 5 a.m. and go to their workplace and keep the economy working here. I sit behind a desk and talk about sports and give out picks. So, um, no, shout out to all those that, you know, just grind, man. It's it's uh, living the American dream, I guess we can say, and providing for your family. So, yeah, it's, it's NFL week, but I'm still grinding away here. No days off, Malcolm. You know that. Yeah, well, I'm very much a working class hero, Moon Off, as, uh, as you well know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and you were meant to be going to the game today, Moon Off. What happened when I last spoke? You were going to watch the Astros. Yeah, uh, I realized I, <laughs> I have three uh, drafts tonight, so there was no way that I could uh, do that from my phone uh, at the game and, and pay attention to the game as well. So, decided not to go. So, I'm going to. I have three drafts starting at 6 o'clock my time, and then I think there's another one at 7.30 and then 8.30. So uh, I'll probably be spending about a good three to four hours down there in the office uh, just grinding away some drafts and getting ready for the season. So you can't watch the Astros and draft three teams all at once. What's wrong with you? Come on. Uh, just not living up to the name of the machine, I guess, huh? No, absolutely not, no. <laughs> um, well, I'm round about, in fact, Moonaf, in 36 hours and nine minutes... It'll be wheels up. I will be off. Uh, I went to see my mum this afternoon, and my mum gave me two hundred dollars. Moving off, I'm a forty forty six year old man. And I'm still getting pocket money off my mum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> getting some lunch money. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, get yourself something nice. So that was. Uh, I mean, I wasn't too embarrassed not to take it and stuff it in my back pocket immediately, which is exactly what happened. But, um, well, that's the money just, you have to use uh, at the books because that's going to be some good luck. Yeah, yeah, I'll use uh, I'll use Mary Bamford's money hit the uh, hit the books. I'll buy her something nice when uh, when I win a uh, million dollars or something. <laughs> um, and in the interesting closure, again, I know no one was interested, but I survived the fantasy uh, sweat last night. Uh, Ryan, do you know who got me through? Miles Mikolas mm-hmm. in his eight shutout innings for the Cards brought Ryan's ERA and WHIP 
both down. Um, so he beat his opponent eight to two, which meant I scraped in because um, it was six to four before Mikolas and his eight shut out in. So that was the uh, how tight it was after an entire season. One one run or one hit off Miles Mikolas would have seen me knocked out the playoffs. But um, so I am playing Cody Zeeb this week in the uh, in the quarterfinals. Uh, very much looking forward to that. I've had a good start, actually. Baltimore have got me off the year. Uh, Baltimore and Toronto have scored a few runs early on. Um, Anthony Santander's hit two dingers, uh, and I have him in my team. So a steady start um, there in that one. Um, they have got some early games moving up. We can just kind of recap a little bit there. Yeah. We were on the flip side. I'm not bringing it up just because I was on the right side for once, although I do need a little change in fortune. Uh, we were on the opposite side of the Twins and Yankees game which uh, you were on the over eight. I was on the under. Finished five to two with the Yankees. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I've been watching Toronto and Baltimore, but you were telling me there was a gazillion double plays in that one that scuppered you. Yeah, a lot of lot of uh, the double plays in that game. And I think the thing that also pisses you off even more is that right after that double play happens, the, a player always gets a hit. And that's uh, yeah. happened oh, a couple yeah. times. Uh, but yeah, tough loss to start the week. Uh, hopefully I could rebound here tonight uh, for the Tuesday games. That was a good win for the Yankees because the lineup was horrible. Yeah, um, I don't know what whether it was. It looked like a Sunday. Like I don't know. It just uh, yeah. Uh, Stan left the game. I think with a oh did he injury? Yeah, I think it was maybe in the early inning or not early innings, but I think it was maybe. I think it was the sixth or seventh inning where he left the game early. Um, I don't know. We'll have to get an update on that. Uh, hopefully, we could provide that update on the pod tomorrow. But he left the game early. Uh, Judge hit another home run. Yeah, uh, Marvin Gonzalez got one, and I think uh, Isaiah yeah. kind of IKF got one. Yeah, and the Gary yeah, Sanchez, because- Sanchez just hit a moonshot of like four hundred and seventy-four feet. Yeah, um, good win for the Yankees. I saw that line open. I thought, uh oh, it actually made me happier about the under because I didn't ever think the Yankees were going to score enough runs mm-hmm. um, to, when, when I saw the lineup announced um, but yeah squeezed one in there so hopefully I'll have a better a better week this week we're going to start tomorrow with a 6.35 Eastern first pitch and it is a game that you heard this entire handicap for yesterday because it's the game that was rained off between the New York Mets and the Pittsburgh Pirates it's the same two pitches going Taiwan Walker and Mitch Keller. So, yeah, this is exactly what you handicapped yesterday, Munaf. Um, So you can take us through again. And has anything changed? Because my handicap was based a little bit on a travel spot, which is kind of not there anymore. Um, So I wasn't sure what to do. So um, give us what you've got. Yeah, nothing's really changed. I'm still going to be on the Mets on the run line here. Uh, Mitch Keller, again, like I mentioned yesterday, I don't need to go through all the numbers again. uh, But... um, He's winless at home still, and again, we talked about how we want to. I want to fade at least Mitch Keller when he's at home and just not having a great season for the Pirates uh, overall. I know uh, Noah has mentioned this is probably their best pitcher, but he's four and ten on the season with a four point four three ERA. Owens oh and six at home with a four point eight one ERA. I'm just going to continue riding the Mets here. I think there's a spot for them. You know, getting the day off today, trying to just kind of you know get refocused. Braves are, you know, on the doorstep for the division as well. Um, you lost two out of three to the Washington Nationals. Now you go up against one of, the wor- one of the worst teams in the Pittsburgh Pirates, the National League. I think it's a good spot for them uh, to rebound. Um, pick hasn't changed. It's going to be the Mets run line again for me. Yeah, well, my pick last night was the 
um, Pirates run line. Um, just I thought they could keep it relative because I thought the, the Mets would fall over the line in a bit of an ugly one. Uh, but that travel spot's gone away now. So I'm just going to leave this completely. I don't think I gave the lines out, actually, when I announced the game. It's the Mets are minus 220. The Pirates won 83. And the total is set at eight. But yeah, um, on the back of that rain delay, I'm just going to... I'm going to gloss over this one uh, and I'll find other stuff that we can get our teeth into for example a 640 Eastern pitch between the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays Rich Hill left-handed pitcher for Boston and Drew Rasmussen is the starter for Tampa Bay Boston are plus 135 Tampa Bay minus 155 Tortier is set at 7 um, Rich Hill is 6-5 and five on the season that's a 452 ERA He's pitched 93 and two-thirds with 76 strikeouts. Uh, Rasmussen, nine and four, 270 ERA, 116 and two-thirds, 103 strikeouts. Now, on the face of it, Richard looks like a fade, but I actually, the more I looked into it, I'm, I'm all right with him in this spot tomorrow. He's got a 548 ERA in his last five, however, uh, with only one decent start in there. Um, the other four have been relatively poor. However, He's got. Um, he's much better on the road. He's got a three forty four road ERA, and he's fired eleven scoreless against Tampa Bay so far this season. So we actually got a couple of ticks in some boxes as we looked at Rich Hill. Um, Rasmussen's been great. His last five starts have seen him go three and zero. With a, uh, he's got a one ninety seven home ERA. Um, I was a bit disappointed when I looked at the tool. I, I wanted an eight or a seven and a half. Um, because I wanted, I was leaning towards the under here because I do think Rich Hill can go well um, and I'm expecting a great start again from Rasmussen. So I'm going to take the under. It's tentative. I'd like a bigger price, uh, but I'm going to take the under seven here, Muna. Yeah, I like the under in this game as well. Um, Rich Hill, like you mentioned, 11 shutout innings against the race so far this season and two starts. Four and two uh, at uh, sorry on the road with a three point four four ERA against AL East team. Surprisingly, he's also done well. Um, two point eight four ERA and four starts against those teams. So, yeah, I think I want to back the or start back the under with you here. I don't have a, a lean to the side. Drew Rasmussen has been great, like you mentioned, six and one at home with a one point nine seven ERA. And let's just check the WRC plus numbers against uh, left-handed pitching. Um, is Rasmussen's right-handed, correct? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll just check it for the Tampa Bay race since they're going up against Rich Hill. Um, so Tampa Bay against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, WRC+. plus. Uh, where are you, Tampa? Tampa. They're number 13, so a little above league average. But again, I think I just like the, the history that Rich Hill does have, which leads me to the under this game as well. Uh, the lines that we are um, picking from tonight come from our headline sponsor here, which is the WinBet. Um, the perfect time to join WinBet is now. Uh, you can bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. Uh, great for kicking off the NFL season on Thursday or Sunday if you want to fill your boots over there. Uh, the WinBet Casino is open 24 hours a day as well. You get a 100% deposit there. And the first quarterback to throw for five touchdown props um, are up and live and really good fun as well. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com com slash winbet uh, so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
Uh, the free roll football contest as well. Mentioned them at the top of the show. The college football contest, uh, which I am already out of, probably a world record. Uh, $1,500 up for grabs with that one. Stop laughing, Moonaf. NFL contest is $5,000 and a two-night stay at the win Las Vegas uh, for me in the IT department. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And also tell you about the Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, you will be aware of them. They're the official statisticians. Um, I got that word wrong last night. I've nailed it tonight. Of the US Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. Um, and their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, uh, key insights uh, from Elias's own research team, uh, player news, league validated player stats. I mean, everything you want to know is is on this um, is on this app. NFL season is here. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. Get a 14-day free trial of a monthly subscription plan, um, but use the code SGPN. Uh, Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store, Play Store, and use the promo code SGPN. 6.45 Eastern first pitches, the Miami Marlins at the Philadelphia Phillies. Jesus Lazardo, the left-handed pitcher, goes for Miami. And Aaron Nola will draw the start for Philadelphia. Miami are plus 175, Philly minus 211. And the total here is set at seven, Moonaf. Uh, what have you got? The Phillies are struggling, man. Yeah, I think that's an understatement uh, how much the Philadelphia Phillies are struggling. But, you know, now you're back at home. You get to – you have your ace on the mound and Aaron Nola, who is 9-11 and 11 on the season with a 3.43 ERA. Struggled a bit over his last five games where he's 2-3 and three with a 4.22 ERA. I mean, he got absolutely crushed in his last game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Four innings, he allowed eight earned runs, 10 hits in that game. I mean, that was a game where he was coming off that uh, uh, complete game shutout against the Reds. So I think there was a little bit of regression due there. But I think this is a spot where he gets to go back home. He goes up against an offense that's just really been struggling to score any type of runs. And he does have success against. He has two starts this season against the Miami Marlins where uh, he's gone 15 and one-thirds innings pitch and only allowed two earned runs in that span. And want to see what the final scores have been in those games here. Uh, so he faced them back on June 13th. Um, the Phillies won that game 3-2, to two, and then the latest game was July 17th where they won that game 4 nothing. So there was a couple of ways. And again, Jesus Lazardo, let me get to him, 3-6 and six with 3.44 ERA. He's been pretty good as well. He's 1-2 with a 2.87 ERA over his last five starts. Unfortunately for the Marlins, again, like I mentioned, the offense has just been struggling. They just don't provide the run support to him. They've lost uh, each of his last four starts with Lizardo on the mound. I think this is a good spot for the Phillies going up against an offense that has just been really struggling, especially at the plus price on the run line here, Malcolm. I do like the Phillies minus one and a half, plus 110. also would entertain Marlins team total to go under in this game as well. Uh, if you're able to find a three, um, I think that would be great. I think it'll probably be two and a half, but if your book does offer that three number, I do like the under three as well for the Marlins full game team total under. Yeah, well, I was looking for any angle I could to try and take on the Phillies here um, because they have been absolutely terrible lately. Nola doesn't inspire an awful lot of confidence. I think the Phillies have only won one out of the last eight or nine. The only problem is, um, I think it was probably any other team in MLB, I might have taken the dog. Um, mm-hmm. but you, Miami have also they've lost seven on the spin as well and they don't score any runs and um, we're going to take a consecutive 
under seven here uh, to back up the under seven that we took in the Boston Tampa Bay game. Uh, Miami don't score any runs. You just mentioned the, you, the Miami team tool. I, I agree with that. But I do think Lizardo can hold them as well. Uh, so you might get something, maybe like a four to one. Uh, we can cash both our bets here. But yeah, yeah. Not, a very, uh, not a very inspiring game to look at or handicap that one. Mm-hmm. Um, next, 7.05 Eastern first pitch. This is better. The Toronto Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles uh, playing a double header today. Uh, the Toronto pitcher is Mitch White and Kyle Bradish will go for the Orioles. Uh, close on the books, Toronto minus 115, Baltimore minus 105, total set at eight and a half. Uh, Mitch White is one and five on the season, 467 ERAs, but 79 innings with 67 Ks. Kyle Bradish, three and five, 5'12 ERA, 87 innings, 84 strikeouts. Um, Mitch White, last five starts, 0 and 3 record, 704 ERA. Um, he's been really poor in his last two as well. I'm out on him. I was out on him before his numbers have caught up with him. So I was actually kind of right to be. Um, we often have a bit chat with Johnny Junter um, since White uh, went across from uh, the LA Dodgers to Toronto. And yeah, I've faded him for the the last few weeks and now his numbers are starting to catch up with him. Um, Bradish on the other hand, uh, 265 um, in his last five starts. Um, he's been great in his last two. Um, absolutely brilliant. He can, he can go again, I think tomorrow I'm expecting uh, a good start from Bradish. So this was pretty simple for me. You've got a pitcher that I'm out on against a pitcher that I'm in on uh, and not much between the two teams. Uh, I saw this at, even money earlier on Baltimore were plus 100. A little bit of line movement to minus 105, but that's not going to sway me. Uh, so I'll take the Orioles, Muna. Yeah, the only thing that kind of concerns me about Kyle Bradish, Malcolm, is that he's 0-4 at home with a 6.29 ERA. Um, and he has struggled against the Toronto Blue Jays a- as well. Um, that does kind of give me pause. Despite the, the Orioles actually winning four of his last five starts, and like you mentioned, he went up against the Astros and he threw eight shutout innings against them. So that's, that's pretty impressive going up against the offense like that. Um, in the two games that he has faced the uh, Blue Jays, they both produced 10 or more runs combined in those games. This was early in August, August 9th and August 15th, 6-5 victory for the Orioles and a 7-3 uh, victory for the uh, Orioles as well. So, And you take a look at Mitch White. I mean, you mentioned it. He's really regressed here ever since the start he did have with the uh, Dodgers there. Um Eight and a half, I think, is a is a good number to take the over in this game. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I just can't trust Kyle Bradish at home, especially with the history that he does have against the Blue Jays. So uh, I think we'll see some hits in this game. I think we'll see some runs being scored in this game. So I'm going to take the over eight and a half between the Blue Jays and the Orioles here, Malcolm. Yeah, both sides are hitting well at the moment. That that first game today is, uh, was 7-3. I don't know uh, if we've scored any more runs. But, yeah, that would have seen us over as well. So, seems like a solid form play, Munaf. Uh, 7-0-5 Eastern first pitch. The Minnesota Twins and the New York Yankees. Joe Ryan gets the ball for Minnesota. And on the bump for the Yankees is Garrett Cole. Uh, the Twins plus 167. 2-1 on the Yankees. Minus 200. Total is set at 7, Munaf. Um, there's a little run of games here where... There's quite a few chalky games tonight. This is kind of the start of them where we've got 200, 
Magnus 200 or north thereof favourites. Um, what do you make of this first one? Yeah, um, this game possibly has the uh, chance of getting postponed uh, tomorrow. Ah. So just look out for that because I did see that there is a 60-plus percent chance of rain and wind is also blowing in in this game as well. Sorry, 39% chance of rain with uh, winds. No, that's not right. Uh, let's see here. This is tomorrow. Uh, let me pull up. Yeah, because I did see when I was handicapping, and I, the website that I used that said there's possibility of it. Let me double check. Yeah, so 67% uh, chance of rain and, and uh, wind blowing in 11 miles per hour. But, you know, we'll still go through the handicap here. Joe Joe Ryan, 10-7 and 7 with a 3.88 ERA. Last five games, he's 2-3. and three. With a 4.55 ERA, the area that he's really really struggled, Malcolm, is on the road. He does have a winning record at four and three, but a 5.05 ERA in that span. In his last game, he got shelled by the Boston Red Sox, where he gave up five earned runs in five innings uh, to them. Garrett Cole on the mound for the New York Yankees, ten and seven with a 3.28 ERA, and he had a really really atrocious start against the Twins earlier this season, where in two and one thirds inning he gave up seven earned runs. Uh, to the Minnesota Twins and eight hits he allowed five of them went for home runs um, at home so far this year at Yankee Stadium he is four and five with a 3.15 ERA the crazy part is he is undefeated against the AL Central teams five and zero with a 4.07 ERA um, I don't know this I, I'm on the uh, over train here Malcolm but I, I want to get behind this over at seven because again I feel like it's a conservative number with the struggles that both of these pitchers do have but with that wind blowing in, it makes me a little nervous uh, that, especially 11 miles an hour, that, that we won't see hits being in this game um, or see a lot of hits or runs being scored in this game uh, just because of the weather. I, I can't lay a $2 price with the New York Yankees. Um, I know their offense got some home runs today, again, behind Aaron Judge, but he's pretty much just been the offense for them. Uh I mean, if I had to make a pick here, I would probably take a stab on the Minnesota Twins money line here at plus 170 um, just because I feel like there's that's where the value is uh, instead of taking a $2 price with the New York Yankees and a pitcher that has struggled against the Twins team and uh, a little bit at home as well. So um, reluctantly, I'll take the Twins at plus 170. Yeah, what you've got in this game is uh, quite a few variables moving after, one of which being in the weather. Um, yeah. One of which we've also touched on early on being this Yankees lineup. Um, so the obviously um, the young lad Oswaldo, what's his name, Cabrera, I think, uh, is yeah. being run out. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez started today. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah kind of fell off. Uh, Lemay, he was left out of the lineup. Lemay, who's really struggling. I think he's been feeling this toe injury, yeah. and it's kind of it's been his swing's been suffering. The pick I've got written down, but again, it was a. Oh, it's it's hard one to try and justify. Apart from the a similar game to the one we saw today, I've got the Yankees on the run line. I think they have been scuffling along, but this is a better spot for them. But I would like to see the weather, and I would like to see the uh, the New York Yankees lineup. And Stanton's another another variable you mentioned yeah. him going out. So um, yeah, I wasn't very original. I thought the Yankees on the run line was if I was going to pick the Yankees, uh, you couldn't do it. At, that price of minus 200, like you say. The price of plus 120 on the run line, because the Twins' um, offense has been relatively anemic and Ger- Ger- Garrett Cole could keep them in check. So again, a very similar a similar game to the game we saw today where the Yankees get over the line. 
something like five to two. Um, I could see that panning out. So that was my pick. But yeah, I wasn't very proud of it moving off. And there was a lot of stuff uh, up in the air when I was trying to handicap that one. Yeah. Next is a 7.40 Eastern first pitch between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs, where Justin Dunn will go for the Reds. And Wade Miley, left-handed pitcher for the Chicago Cubs, uh, only got lines. We have the usual Chicago Cubs thing of uh, no totals here until the weather comes in. Cincinnati are plus 140. The Chicago Cubs are minus 165. Justin Dunn is one and two. Has a 4.63 ERA. He's only pitched 23 and a third with 19 strikeouts. Uh, Wade Miley is 1 and 0 with a 2.84 ERA. He's just pitched the 19 innings with 12 strikeouts. Um, Justin Dunn's last three starts have been really, really good, and I'm pleased to see this. This was one of the pitches that was quite high, and I was and um, getting quite a bit of stick for because I think um, people weren't uh, weren't as confident as I was. But his last three starts have been really good. If short, but I mean, he is just kind of getting stretched out as well. So four or five innings. And this is going to be Miley's first start since the 10th of June. So the, my handicap here is that I think Dunn can go okay, um, but he will go short. So I didn't want Cincy uh, full game. And I think Miley can be rusty. So I tried to shorten this game into a rusty start um, for Miley against a sharp start from Dunn. And got down to Cincinnati first five, which I think will be round about maybe plus 120 uh, or thereabouts. So it'll be a decent plus money price. Um, and that was the way I decided to tackle this one, Muna. Yeah, you're right about Justin Dunn over his last three games. He's been really impressive. Um, I think the one thing that kind of does concern me about him is that he is prone to giving up uh, home runs and also walking batters as well. Um, and again, we're not sure where we're going to get out of Wade Malley coming back after missing close to three months for the uh, Chicago Cubs. Um, Justin Dunn did have a rough start against the Cubs. Uh, let me see when this was. Uh, but he went three and two-thirds of an inning, gave up five earned runs to the Cubs. Uh, this was back on August 14th, so it was recently. Then that was in, uh, in Cincinnati as well. So uh i don't know malcolm i it's this god this game is just ugly as ugly written all over to me um again if i had to make a pick i would probably be go with you there with the reds first five inning money line i just don't know what i'm going to get out of wade miley coming back after missing three plus months for the chicago cubs and again depending on the weather and if the wind is blowing out i would possibly look at an over in this game as well Okay, uh, football season around the corner. Um, if you are a football watcher, Fubo TV um, is the place for you. Fubo TV um, gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, uh, plus games in 4K, no extra charge, hundreds of live sports and entertainment channels um, for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch them on all your devices, so you need never miss a game you can cancel at any time no contract try fubo tv free for seven days and get 15 percent off your first month at fubo tv.com slash sgp that is f-u-b-o-t-v.com slash sgp uh, promo guy.us as well um uh, a site that's determined to help you stretch your betting dollar a little bit further uh, we'll get you the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country, those $1,000 risk-free deposits, odds boosts, uh, and the best analytics in the business. Uh, promoguide.us uh, is your guide to betting smart. That is promoguide.us. 
Sleeper.us and finally here Sleeper. Um, great fantasy platform. You know all about it. I've got all my um, leagues on there. I know you probably have too. Uh, but the over-under game, which is integrated into the it's fantastic. Um, it is the first sports contest which is built into your fantasy experience. So if you've got a player on your team and you um, like their matchup for the weekend, um, you can just click there and you can take their props, whether it's uh, receiving yards, passing touchdowns, things like that. And you can win anything from two to 20 times the stake that you put in uh, by being right. So um, college football player props are on there as well, not just NFL and as well as baseball, NBA. Um, sleeper.com slash SGP to automatically get a 100 dollar deposit match uh, with the promo code SGP. Sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's terms of use for details, T's and C's. Apply. Next is 7.45 Eastern first pitch. The Washington Nationals at the St. Louis Cardinals. Paolo Espino for Washington and Jose Quintana, left-handed pitcher. For the cards, Washington plus 215. St. Louis minus 255. Total at eight. It's another chalky one, uh, Moonaf. Was this a bit less of a head scratcher than the Yankees game? Yeah, it was. Uh, Paolo Espino, I mean, winless on the season so far for the Washington Nationals. 0 6 with a 4.22 ERA. Got roughed up by the Cardinals team uh, earlier this season, 4 and 2 thirds, where he gave up four earned runs. Um, see the final score in that game and, and see how. Um, Cardinals or how many runs they ended up scoring in this game. That was back on July 30th. Uh, actually, Nationals won that game. Uh, they came from behind uh, and uh, won that game against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Scored a total of 13 runs in that game. But yeah, I mean, look, the Nationals. They, I think they they they're battling. I'll say that. Like they're 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 not giving up on the season. Um, and they're still they're competing. I think is the right word there, Malcolm. What I'm looking for. Uh, yeah. But, Again, this Cardinals team is just on a whole other level right now, especially offensively, right? And I think that, you know, when you have a guy like Jose Quintana on the mound, who's been pretty solid for them since they acquired him at the, around the trade deadline uh, so far on the season, he is four and six with a 3.47 ERA, uh, has faced the Washington Nationals already twice this season, where he did go 10 innings, allowed four earned runs to the Washington Nationals. Um, and since he got acquired by the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, he's one and one with a 3.38 ERA for uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. So I believe in Quintana. I think this has been a great pickup for them. They've actually won uh, five out of his last, let's see, five out of his last six starts for the Cardinals. Uh, and all uh, four, sorry, four of those five wins have been by two or more runs. And I think this is an opportunity where I think the Cardinals can dominate um, against Paolo Espino, who has struggled. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals run line. I'm going to keep it chalky here. Minus one and a half with the Cardinals against uh, Paolo Espino and the Nationals. Um, yeah, I've, again, a boring one. St. Louis run line. Um, yeah. I just think St. Louis, uh, yeah, I know it's... Uh, it's tough. It really is. It is tough. Sometimes it... it I try and find something that's a bit more adventurous, but you can't just do that for the sake of it. We talked about this last night where you kind of, I was making picks just for the sake of it. I didn't have a good week last week and didn't have a feel for it. So I was just trying to kind of recenter myself. And this just looks so obvious and it's not a bad price. All the price is minus 110. So um, it's a, 
it's the standard price of a of an over under type play. So, um, as as much of Washington have been a bit more competitive lately, um, we've been really impressed with Quintana all season. I think he's earned our respect. And the cards on any given night. Um, put up eight or nine runs. So, yeah, again, I'm not going to win any prizes for it, but I'll take St. Louis on the run line at minus 110. Um, I'm just looking at my lock for tonight, Moonoff, which was the under in the Brewers-Rockies game, and it looked like it was off to a terrible start. Uh, the Rockies have scored three in the bottom of the first, but um, Freddie Peralta hasn't pitched in that one. Adrian Hauser's pitching okay. uh, for the Milwaukee. I'm getting my excuses in early. That's what I'm doing uh, on the grounds. If that was nothing, nothing, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have kept it. But on the grounds, it looks like it's gone tits up already. Uh, I'm going to claim the pitching change and pull it. Um, See, so yeah, I don't know what's happened with Freddie Peralta there. I don't know if that'll affect maybe the pitching going uh, forward for tomorrow's game, which we'll come to uh, later on. Next up is... A 8-10 Eastern first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Kansas City Royals. Shane Bieber for Cleveland and Chris Bubich, lefty, goes for Kansas City. Lines are Cleveland are minus 190, Kansas City plus 159. Total is set at 7.5. Uh, Shane Bieber is 8-8 eight eight on the season as a 3.06 ERA. He's pitched 159 innings with 164 strikeouts. Uh, Chris Bubich is 2-10, 547 ERA, 105 and one-third with 84 strikeouts. Now, what I've got here for you, Moonaf, is three stats uh, that handicap this game for us. We don't even have to handicap this. Uh, it handicaps itself. It's the self-handicapping baseball game. Um, last five starts. Uh, Shane Bieber, 183. Chris Bibich, 6-12. So there's a 4.3 run difference in there. Um, splits. Shane Bieber on the road, 2.88. Bubich at home, 5.98. So there is a 3.1 run difference there. And against the NL Central, uh, which both pitchers applied their trade against a lot this season, Bieber, 2.64. Bubich, 4.96. So a 2.3 run difference there. So any way you look at it, um, Bieber is going to come away with a three, three and a half run lead. Um, and there's no reason why Cleveland won't maintain that. Um, Cleveland's on the run line at plus 100. Munaf picks itself. No argument for me. <laughs> okay. Nothing else to add. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, look, you even look at it. And I, I try to dig a little deeper and see. I mean, look. Over the last four games, the, the Royals have lost all four of those by two or more runs. I know three out of those four were on the road, but it just seems like the Guardians have his number, and Shane Bieber has really good history against this uh, Royals team. Um, and I'll finish with this down to kind of give you more of a perspective. Uh, he has a perfect 4-0 record uh, with 3.38 ERA, and if I even filter this more down since 2021 – um, he has a 2.70 ERA, 26 strikeouts. Uh, one start earlier this year was all the way back er, uh, in April, so I don't know if we could take a lot away from that. But I would go um, Guardians run line, minus one and a half, and I'd probably take a look at the Royals team total to go under as well. Just Shane Bieber it just just has his team's number. Yeah, absolutely. Um, eight tennis and first pitch, the continuation of the series um, in Texas where the Texas Rangers will take on the Houston Astros. Glenn Otto goes for Texas and Framba Valdez, left-handed pitcher, 
draws to start for Houston. Um, you've got the same, pretty much the same odds. We have every game you've got here. Texas plus 210, Houston minus 255. Totally a set at eight. So another minus 255. Which way did you tackle this one, Muna? Yeah, I mean, Framber Valdez has, I think it's been the last 22 or 23 games in a row where he's recorded a quality start. And I think that broke the franchise record or it's at the MLB record, one of the two uh, that was previously held by Mike Scott. Um, and he he's just in a groove right now. Last five games, 5-0 five and oh, with 2.04 ERA overall for the season, 14-4 and four with a 2.63 ERA. I mean, this guy could possibly be a dark horse for Cy Young. I know JV and Justin Verlander is out right now, and Dylan Cease is doing his thing as well. Um, but Framber Valdez quietly has having a great season for this Astros team, and he's been so dominant against the Rangers this season. Um, you take a look at the numbers. This is going to be, I believe, his fourth start already against the Texas Rangers team. Sorry, fifth start. He's 3-0 and this season with a .96 ERA, 28 strikeouts and four appearances. He had two starts against them in the month of August where the Astros won 7-3, to and they also won 4-2, to so they covered the run line in both of those games. If I want to go back even f- further, Back on May 19th, Astros won 5-1. to Then he also had a start back in April where the Rangers got that one. But the form that Framber Valdez is in right now, I really like where he's at. Glenn Otto has been good as well. Last five games, he's 2-0 and with a 3.38 ERA, and he's done well against the Astros as well uh, this season. In three starts, he has a 3.52 ERA, 0-1 record. Uh, on the road, he hasn't been able to get the wins where he's 2-4 and with a 3.70 ERA, Malcolm. But... I, I I can't fade Framber Valdez in the form that he's in right now for this team. I, I got to go run line again with the Astros. I mean, it's, it sounds chalky, but I mean, that's the only way I can look at it here. So give me the Astros run line, minus one and a half, minus 120 with Framber Valdez. Yeah, in a completely shameless move, Moonaf, I'm doing exactly the same thing. Uh, I am not embarrassed at all. You can add that onto the Yankees run line and the Cards run line, and I'll give you a clue. There might be one or two more to come. But yeah, it had to be, absolutely had to be, unfortunately. I can't get behind Glenn Otto. And yeah, you have to take um, Houston on the run line. Minus 120, actually. I've got this written down at minus 130. Uh, so yeah. I'll take those extra 10 points as well. Um, yeah, and I will follow suit with you there, Moonaf. 8.40 first pitch tomorrow between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Colorado Rockies Brandon Woodruff um, we believe is going to start uh, for Milwaukee I don't know if that pitching change tonight uh, will affect that at all and Chad Kuehl goes for Colorado Uh, the Lions in this one the Brewers are minus 190 the Rockies are plus 158 the total is set at 11 again uh, same as it was for this game this evening that I looked up. Woodruff is 9-4, 354 ERA, 114-1 and one third with 136 strikeouts. Chad Kuehl, 6-8 on the season, 519 ERA, 112-2 with 87 strikeouts. Um, Woodruff's been a little bit vulnerable. He's kind of been up and down. Uh, he's got a 368 ERA over his last five, but it hasn't been a consistent spell. Um Chad Kuhl really, really struggling. The 10-0-2 ERA in his last five starts. Um, has a 4-17 home ERA. Um, I guess yeah, I took an under last night, but I just thought we could flip back to the over again. I didn't want to take the Brewers at that price. I think, um, uh, like I say, Woodruff's a little bit vulnerable. If it was maybe any other pitcher in the Colorado rotation, I might have taken 
the Rockies here because we do like picking the Rockies at home. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not anyone, but I, I could have taken three Rockies pitchers, but I can't take Chad Kuehl just on that on that recent form. Um, but I can take the over. I can take the total. So yeah, give me over eleven at an even money price as well. So it's not too heavily juiced, Muna. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Chad Cool has been struggling, and that's an understatement. Over his last five games, 0-3, you said it, ERA at 10. Uh, he did struggle against this Brewers team as well uh, earlier this year. Um, that game was back on July 24th, where that game ended up as a 10-9 final in the favor of the Brewers. Um, I think a Brewers team total may be in play here as well despite having better numbers on the road uh, sorry at home Malcolm uh, for Chad Cool, I just think this is a good spot for uh, the Brewers to come out and take care of business I do trust Brandon Woodruff I've backed him a couple times um, He's he does have good or he had one good start against the Rockies I believe that was at home six innings only allowed one earned run to them so um, yeah I, I, I can see the angle about the over as well and I think that this is going to be a game where the Brewers bats are going to be alive against Chad Cool. so uh, give me the Brewers. Uh, what was the money line on this? Pro- yeah, uh, money line minus 180, but I think that you probably just want to take the run line with the Brewers and take a look at the Brewers team total to go over in this game as well. That probably that number will probably be around six or six and a half. It's a big number, but again, it's Coors Field. Uh, 9.38 Eastern first pitch, the Detroit Tigers take on the LA Angels. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, lefty goes for Detroit, and Mike Myers goes for the LA Angels. The prices are further down here. Detroit plus 125, the Angels minus 145. Totally is set at eight, Munaf. Um, Not one of the more glamorous matchups on the board, but um, an interesting one to handicap. I quite like an angle in here. What have you got? Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez, um, three and four on the season with a four point one seven ERA. Last five games, three and two with a three point six eight ERA. Uh, he did face the Angels earlier this season, where he threw five shutout innings, only allowed four earned sorry uh, four hits, no earned runs. Did have three walks in that game. Um, he got shelled by the Mariners this past week, um, where they lost that game seven to nothing. But previous to that. They had actually won three out of his last four games, and they had covered the run line in those games as well. Um, And one of those starts was back on Sunday, August 21st, for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez against his Angels, like I mentioned, where the Tigers actually won that game 4-0. I think Mike Mayers is on the mound for the Angels in this game, and I just don't understand how this guy is favored. 1-1 on the season with a 5.17 ERA at home this season. He has a 9.31 ERA. He's given up 20 earned runs in 19 and one-third innings pitched at home uh, this season for the Los Angeles Angels. His last game was against the New York Yankees where he came in for four innings and allowed five earned runs. I do like the underdog in this matchup, Malcolm. Um, we take there's a finally a, we're not chalky anymore here. At least I'm not. Uh, you take a look over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching. Uh, the Angels are number 24 uh, um, in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. So I think that's a stat that favors obviously the Tigers. Give me the money line here for the Detroit Tigers plus 125 with a left-handed pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound. Well, Moonaf, without the two kids on the show here to uh, muck us up, um, our cycles have synced again, uh, like last season. Um, 
I've got the Detroit Tigers as well. Yeah, I've I've actually taken them first five just to eliminate a few variables. Um, because I think Erod's looked all right since he came back, hasn't he? Sure. I was a bit I was a little bit surprised at these prices because um it's only the LA Angels. It's not like um it's one of the one of the premium teams, and it's only Mike Myers. So uh, minus one forty five uh, didn't do anything for me at all. So um, not quite the full game because you just don't trust either of them. I just the the if you limit this, the less chances for something to go wrong um, because there's always that possibility. So yeah, sure. give me E Rods and the Tigers uh, in the first five here. So yeah, we get a little bit chalk uh, to sprinkle on top of it. Sorry, a little a dog to sprinkle on top of some of the chalky players that we've we've thrown out. Um, 9.40 Eastern first pitches, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Diego Padres. Merrill Kelly for the D-backs and Joe Musgrove gets the ball for San Diego. Uh, the D-backs are plus 140. The Padres are minus 165. Totalia is set at seven. Uh, Merrill Kelly is 12-5 and five on the season with a 284 ERA. He's pitched 164 and two-thirds with 142 strikeouts. Uh, Joe Musgrove, 9-6, a 3-0-1 ERA, 149 and one-third with 149 strikeouts. Um, Merrill Kelly, a 278 ERA in his last five starts. He's 8-1 and one on the road. Um, yeah. The Diamondbacks, Steve, as well. That's incredible. That's the sort of stat you'd expect for DeGrom or at least someone who who's fluked all those wins for the Dodgers or something like that. 8-1 um, on the road with a 274 ERA, um, he has started two games against the Padres this season. Has only given up one earned run in those. Uh, Musgrove figures all right, three or seven in his last five, but he has given up lots of contact. There's a lot of hits in there. Um, I love Kelly. Uh, Arizona have won a few uh, recently. Did they win last night? I know they were on a bit of a streak. I think they won four or five in a row. Yeah, I think they won. Zach Gallon was on the mound last night. Oh, wow. Yeah, Zach Gallon was absolutely incredible. 41 innings now, scoreless. Um, They must have lost on Saturday um, because the streak's at one, but they have won eight of their last 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, give me the more more underdog stuff. Give me the D-backs here at plus 130. The Padres were well in. I backed them last night. Uh, against the Dodgers and they got ahead and I looked in a decent position and then I think I went to sleep and it was one nothing, uh, and I must have just missed the avalanche of runs that came in the bottom half of the fourth I think from the Dodgers so yeah um, they, I'm probably talking through my pocket a little bit here so I'm going to get my money back on this plus 140 Arizona Diamondbacks Mina. Yeah, uh, I can't argue against the numbers that Merrill Kelly has against the Padres. I mean, you mentioned everything, but I think I love the under as well in this game uh, between these two guys. It's a, it's at seven right now. Uh, Musk, I mean, Merrill Kelly this season has been incredible against the Padres. One earned run, like you mentioned, he's only given up to them. Um, it's incredible to see how much great pitching that this uh, Diamondbacks team has. I mean, when you talk about Zach Gallen. You talk about Merrill Kelly. Those are two good pitchers. I think those that this rotation can build around. Um, Joe Musgrove has been pretty good as well. I know he's been kind of up and down this season, but he does have good numbers against the Diamondbacks as well. Six innings, he's only allowed two earned runs to the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. He did have eight strikeouts in that game. Three and three at home with a 2.71 ERA. So give me the dog. Give me the under in this game, Malcolm. I love the under in this game, under seven. 
Mate, it's uh, it's eerie, Moonaf. Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitch, the Atlanta Braves at the Oakland Athletics. Kyle Wright <laughs> for Atlanta and Cole Irving, left-handed pitcher, um, gets the start for the Oakland A's. Uh, just got money lines on this one, no total. Uh, Atlanta minus 225, Oakland are plus 185. Um, Moonaf, it's another shorty for you. What have you got? Yeah, uh, Kyle Wright is just having an incredible season. And I think that it's not right that he could or probably won't be mentioned in the Cy Young Award uh, for the season just because of the season that Sandy Alcantara is having. But Kyle Wright this season, 17 and 5 with a 2.85 ERA, 150 strikeouts, 43 walks. Um, he looks like he could possibly get to 20 wins for this Atlanta Braves team. Last five games, he's 4-1 and one with a 2.53 ERA, 30 strikeouts in that span. He did face the A's earlier this season where he threw eight innings, uh, only allowed two earned runs, so strike, struck out seven batters. Uh, on the road this season, Malcolm 6-3 and three with a 2.90 ERA. Just absolutely incredible numbers for um, Kyle Wright. Strikeouts have been there for him as well. Last two games, 14 innings pitched. Zero earned runs allowed. He's only allowed seven hits in that span as well. Um, and you look at Cole Irvin, who's you know also having a pretty good season for the Oakland A's, seven and eleven on the season, three point three five ERA. He has struggled a little bit over his last five games, but I think there's an, a couple outliers in this in those last five games. Well, not outliers, but at least out of three out of his last five games, he's allowed five earned runs or more to the opposition, and those have been against the Houston Astros the Seattle Mariners, and the Washington Nationals. And now you're going up against a team like in the Atlanta Braves who WRC plus numbers over the last two weeks are number three in the entire league. So I think this is a good smash spot to maybe stack up the Atlanta Braves here. Run line minus one and a half, minus 135. Take a look at the team total for this uh, uh, Braves team as well. I think that... I mentioned that WRC plus stat there. I think that is a spot where the Braves can put up six, seven runs on their own uh, in this game. So I love the Braves to cover the run line. They're just they're just playing great baseball right now. We mentioned at the top of the show or when we were talking about the Mets that they're kind of breathing down or they're knocking on the door, as like we like to say for that division. Uh, so I think this is an opportunity for the Braves to go up against the Oakland A's to just take care of business and be one of the worst teams in the uh, American league. So give me the Braves one minus one and a half and their team total over. Uh, you'll be pleased to know moon. I've gone completely off grid here. Um, I've taken Oakland first five. Um, I don't mind Cole Irving. Uh, I think he's all right. I know his numbers might not tell you that, <laughs> but I don't mind him. Um, and I talk about Oakland occasionally. Um, we do this against the Yankees sometimes. Yeah. They, they can often find themselves in front and not hang on. Um, yeah. Oakland have uh, won one in a row as well, so you can't ignore that <laughs> stat, Moonaf. Um, so, so what are you laughing at? So said they won one in a row. They have won one in a row. Don't it's argue with I consider a streak of at minimum three. That's a streak. Okay, not, not for Oakland. <laughs> That's true. Not for Oakland. The one is a streak. One's a great streak. Um, yeah, so give me Oakland um, first five there, Moonaf, and... Um, yeah, we can unpack that tomorrow when it's eight to nothing. Uh, my uh, resurrection, my one-man resurrection of Anibal Sanchez uh, into the Sandy Koufax of 2022. Uh, it's still going, Moonaf. They are one nothing up on the cards yeah, after three up. innings. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't send me, I don't know, a signed shirt or something, 
Um, because I've single-handedly saved his career in the last month. Uh, he, he was uh, first inning. He had bases loaded. Albert Pujols up with one out, struck him out, and I think Corey Dickerson came in after that and flew out to right field. Uh, oh, sorry, left field, and he got out of the inning. So, and then they just tacked on one. So. I said there was value on the Nationals yesterday. Let's see if they can hang on at least for the first five. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, two games left uh, to handicap here. I will tell you briefly about Run Your Pool, um, the home of competition. Uh, sports fans and the social circles go to play all kinds of things from pickings to survivors to fantasy pools. It is your one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We at the SGPN have teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool. Um, stop seeing pool for our official SGP and NFL Survivor Contest. Uh, hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGP and store for the winner. Uh, sign up today at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. And odds trader. A uh, really good tool for all the DGENs. Uh, you, you can compare odds from all the major sports books and then you can compare and get the best sign-up codes and promos um, as well to get the best deal. On top of that, you get player stats, key game stats, injury reports, game day weather, all that sort of thing, and as well as play-by-play updates and the bet tracker, uh, which is a great tool to use. You find all of this at oddstrader.com slash bluewire, uh, oddstrader is your number one site for all of your game day bets. Penultimate game here, 9.40 Eastern, is the Chicago White Sox against the Seattle Mariners. Johnny Cueto is on the bump for the White Sox, and Logan Gilbert uh, goes for Seattle. Probably the best-looking pitching matchup on the card, this one. The White Sox are plus 125, the Mariners minus 145. Total here is set at seven. Uh, Johnny Cueto... Seven and six on the year with a 293 ERA. He's pitched 129 innings with 82 punches. Uh, Logan Gilbert is 11 and five, 335 ERA, 155 and two thirds pitched with 142 punches. Um, Johnny Cueto has a record of three and one in his last five, an ERA of a level three. But that includes one shocker, a seven earned run start against Arizona. That's very much an outlier. You take those out, and I know you can't just arbitrarily put a line through stuff, uh, but with the four starts around it being so strong, um, you've, you can only put your faith in Cueto uh, to do it again. Um, very similarly, uh, Logan Gilbert is a 461 ERA in his last five. Um, and he has a seven earned run start in there as well, which inflates his numbers. Um, and the other four around that is last four, in fact, um, have all been decent. So I am really pleased, to, actually, to announce that when I handicapped this, the total was at six and a half. Um, and I wanted to take... The, the total to me was the obvious play. I, I took the total before I looked at the lines. I thought, right, let's have a look at the under. And I wanted to see a seven. Um, it wasn't six and a half. I'm now seeing a seven. Uh, so that pleases me. Um, but what I did come down was the first five under. Again, let's eliminate some variables Variables here. I can see Cueto and Gilbert going at this, uh, trading blows. Um, with a total of seven, Moon, what's the first five going to be at? Three and a half, four? It uh, probably will be three and a half. If you, if you, as soon as that first five number is released, I would... Uh, Maybe see a four, but I think three and a half will be consensus yeah. for uh, the first five. 
Okay, so yeah, it's a first five under for me anyway. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good pitching duel. Uh, and I'll take the tight under early doors, Munaf. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you, Malcolm. Um, you know, these are two great pitchers that are on the mound for their respective teams. Uh, you mentioned the numbers of how great Logan Gilbert has been this season. Uh, Johnny Cueto, I think the one thing that kind of stuck out to me is his road record this season, 4-2 and two with a 1.81 ERA. Um, had a great outing against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, did get roughed up a little bit by the Arizona Diamondbacks. But other than that, he's been pretty solid for the uh, Chicago White Sox. And again, this is a big series for the White Sox. I know we've touted them a little bit over this last week for that division. But Seattle has been playing so good uh, over this past couple weeks. Um, they're number one right now in the American League wildcard spot. And I, I, I hope they hold on. I think they will. This is going to be a fun team to watch, not only for this postseason if they make it, but also for years to come. So I'm excited about this Mariners team and the direction that they're going. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Under seven this game, I think that I couldn't come down on a side. I think that minus 145 is a little rich for my blood just because the White Sox have been playing well. I know they dropped their last game against the Minnesota Twins, but um, this is going to be a fun series. I'm going I'm to try to stay up and watch this uh, for all three games between these two squads. So uh, I agree about the underplay in this game, Malcolm. Yeah, you're right about the Mariners. I do have a 33 to 1 ticket stashed away somewhere. Um, I think they're a game and a half out of the wild card. So I'm not counting my chickens, but I think I'll certainly have one or two tickets on them uh, next year uh, when yeah. it comes to picking up my World Series bets. The last game here um, is our actually only TBD picture of this entire slate. It's a 10 10 Eastern first pitch between the San Francisco Giants and the LA Dodgers. Uh, San Francisco pitcher is the TBD. Uh, lefty Tyler Anderson is for the Dodgers. And this game is off the board, uh, Munaf. So I have got absolutely nothing on it. Um, anything from you um, without the Giants pitcher? Uh, no, I think the pitcher for the Dodgers is going to be Tyler Anderson. I can say yeah. that much. Um, I mean, I can quickly go through his numbers. 13-3 and three on the season, 2.86 ERA. Um, just absolutely been brilliant so far this year for the Dodgers at home this season. He's seven and zero with a two point two zero ERA. However, in two starts, he has struggled a little bit against the Giants, as that crazy as that may sound. Um, let me see if it was just one game where he got it, or was it consistent? Um, yeah, it was his last start back on August second. That was also in San Francisco, but the Giants, or sorry, the Dodgers still won that game nine to five, and that previous game was back on July twenty second where the Dodgers also won that game 5-1. to one. And I think regardless of who the pitcher is, Malcolm, I think we talked about this on yesterday, yesterday's pod, that it's just the Dodgers own this team, uh, the Giants. It's almost like a little brother, big brother thing here for these two <laughs> squads. Uh, it's funny that it's the Giants. Uh, the name is the Giants, but uh, it's their little brother to the Dodgers, Malcolm. So if anything, regardless of who the pitcher is for the uh, Giants, I'm still going to go with uh, Tyler Anderson here for the um Dodgers. <laughs> Did Sorry, you I'm watching. There, what I'm are you watching? watching? I can see his little eyes are good. <laughs> I'm watching, what have you uh, got on? The tennis? Yeah, I'm watching the tennis. I'm watching Nadal and uh, Tiafo. I don't think I said this name right, but um, it, it just had an incredible rally. <laughs> I just don't understand how these guys get to the ball so like quickly and get these shots. It's just amazing to watch. You've got to remember, Moon, after I'm not keen on the tennis because do you remember the word I used for it? Yeah, you did. We're not gonna. We're not. We don't need to say that. That's just disrespectful. 
childish is what it is right now. <laughs> now right I'm gonna then. get you I'm gonna get you out there and, and take a serve from Nadal or Djokovic and see if you can even touch the ball. No problem. Absolutely <laughs> not. I would drill one back down the line. You just hear it before you saw it. So it thudded into the panel. I'm an incredible athlete, Munaf. Uh, I'll prove this to you at the weekend, uh, given a chance. Set me a feat of athleticism and I will nail it. Um, right. Stop talking rubbish. Let's make some uh, lock and dog picks here. Um, lots of chalky stuff, but yeah, I, I enjoyed handicapping this card. Um, like I say, I feel like I'm, I'm focused this week. Uh, even amidst uh, all my excitement of going away. So uh, lead us off, Moonaf. What have you got for us? All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I did like on this slate, but let me go. Um, let's go with the – I'm going to go with the Braves' run line in this game against uh, A's. I just think that Kyle Wright is just pitching really well for this team. I talked about the WRC plus numbers for uh, the Braves against left-handed pitching. I think that they're just coming and just keep on rolling that the the way they have been and knocking on the door of the uh, New York Mets for that division title and the NLE. So I'll take the minus one and a half, minus one thirty-five for the Atlanta Braves uh, as my lock for my dog. I'm going to go with the Detroit Tigers. Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound at plus one twenty-five. Again, left-handed pitching stats. I said as well. I don't think Mike Mayer should be a favorite in this game, though. Just, you know, as we discuss of how bad he has been for the L.A. Angels. So um, and again, Eduardo had one good season or sorry, one good start this season. I know very, very small sample, but five innings of shutout baseball. I think that the uh, Tigers can go and at least steal one of these games from the L.A. Angels. So I'll take that as my uh, as my uh, dog of the day. And uh, I'll also mention this, Malcolm. I know there's a couple of agreements that we did like on the some of these totals. I love that under in the Diamondbacks and Padres game as well. So maybe a little bonus okay. lock as well for uh, that game. Um, my lock is going to be the run line in the Cleveland at Kansas City game. Um, it just was black and white when I when I handicapped it earlier on. I laid out the numbers for Bieber against and over Bubich. Um, I just can't see why they won't be two or three runs ahead by the sort of bottom of the fifth inning and then just continue uh, to put them away. So good price as well. Uh, even money, plus 100 Cleveland on the run line. And for my dog, um, I had two or three to choose from here. You, We mentioned the Tigers, but you've taken them. So that's okay. I liked uh, Cincinnati first five behind Justin Dunn. Um, but I'm going to take the D-backs. Um, I just think uh, you can't argue with Merrill Kelly's numbers no. even a little bit. And on the road, they're even more impressive. Uh, the Padres are okay. Um, they're no more than that. Uh, so, yeah, plus 140 looks like an excellent price against uh, against the pitcher who's been going really well. Uh, I think the D-backs have won four of the last five. So uh, plenty competitive enough uh, and a lovely plus money price, Muna. Uh, so there, that's it. That was a fun show I enjoyed. That was a nice card um, to get involved in. Moonaf, you mentioned your uh, your three your three drafts tonight. Who who you one player you're coming out of all three drafts with on your team? Who is it? Oh, uh, I don't think he's gonna be there, but I'm really high on Justin Jefferson this season. Uh, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, 
I think Nick Chubb, if he's there at that 7-8 position, I think he's going to be utilized very heavily for this team, for the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson missing about, what, 11 games? Uh, so I yeah. think that's that might be a good uh, late first-round pickup, maybe early second round if he's still on the board. So a couple of players that I, I like this season uh, to put up some numbers. Okay, so you concentrate and get that then. Um Brilliant. Thank you very much, uh, very much, everyone who joined in the chat and watched live. And also all of our listeners really do appreciate it. Um, it's now 35 hours till wheels up, moon off. We've ticked another hour off. <laughs> another one's gone. 35 oh God, more to I'm go. Worried. You should be worried. This, mate, imagine how excited I'm going to be this time tomorrow when we're podcasting. You have to, I'm going to have to put my phone sort of face up because I'll be on the ceiling uh, floating around. So, um, yeah, thanks, everyone. Good luck with all your bets. Um, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. 